Hello, and uh, welcome back to our second episode of the Podcats. We got a new name for our for our little recording here, um, thanks to our listener, Bob. Yes, thanks, Bob. Uh, I'm Naomi. Hi, I'm Jose. And today we're going to talk about um, a very important question that I have for you, Jose. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> the question, it, which was also suggested by someone who listened to us, um, and so we want to thank everyone who gave us suggestions for topics. Uh, the question today is, what do you think is the purpose of the B story? Ah, the big question. Yeah. B stands for big. The big <laughs> question. <laughs> but, you know, but, uh, no, I think it's, it's, I mean, I love the whole thing about having the B story, how Blake really points out having the A and the B story in any good story. Um, but for me, the purpose really of the B story, as I always tell writers that, you know, it, it's, it's the helper story. And when I say that, it's, it's really, it's, it's for you as the writer, these are your moments for you to play out the theme mm-hmm. of the story. And, and I know it kind of, even from reading uh, Blake's book way back when, I know when he first started talking about the beast story, he was really sort of referring to just one character, some, some sort of one little subplot mm-hmm. that plays out. And as he put it, it's a distraction mm-hmm. from the A story. Right. But, and, and yes, there are definitely those movies where you have a very clear sort of B story that really takes you away from that A story or A goal, right? Right. Um, but nowadays, I, I mean, I have to be honest. I kind of find that the B story, it's it's a little bit changing. Yeah. It, it, it's it's not anywhere limited to one character, but it can definitely play with several characters. Right. And I think that probably speaks to um, each story being different and having different needs, and yeah. so each story is constructed differently. Uh, I agree with you. I think a lot of times the theme is played out through multiple characters, reflecting the theme in different ways through their attitudes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love just what you just said because that's exactly what it is. Because the theme isn't a simple for or against argument, right? right? There are many right. ways to argue for or against a theme. Right. And you may have characters who are actually allies of your hero mm-hmm. who, not, not, who do not share the particular, you know, point of view of the right. theme with your hero. Right. So, which is great to play out. Yeah, and I think doing that, doing it that way gives your story, sometimes can give your story more complexity, more mm-hmm. nuance, because it's not a black and white, this way or that way, you know, that's how life is. It's it's showing you all the different shades of, uh, around a theme, you know, attitudes around a theme. Yeah, and I think it makes it more complicated and gives you, you know, sort of for the, not the story, but making for your hero kind of like re- really sort of realize what is the lesson right. they need to learn because right. you're really throwing them, you know, all these different sides of the argument right. from different people that they encounter, not just, you know, not just making it obvious that the villain will be against them right. or the ally will be with them. You know, right. it, you can have all these moments where the theme plays out very differently. Yeah, especially I, I would think in a story that has um, a lot of internal growth in a character. Yeah. Uh, seeing all of the different options around the theme help, can help that character sort of come to their decision of how they feel about it and might help them actually learn a lesson uh, that's more, you know, distinct than just yeah. um, A or B. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And I think the other thing it also does is, you know, especially for writers, if you're really aware of your what your A story is and your B story, meaning the theme, mm-hmm. uh, you don't end up writing scenes that kind of have nothing to do mm-hmm. with the story. Or if you have a scene that you want to take place in a this really place that you want, this place that you don't want to let go of, mm-hmm. right? So how do you make that scene work right. for, for the story itself? So find a way to make it, you know, a B story scene. And when I say that, 
you know, how do you play out the theme mm-hmm. in that particular uh, mm-hmm. in that particular scene? Right, that's interesting. Um, so the sub-question to this question yeah. is, uh, I know that you have been thinking a lot lately about where the B story appears in a script. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, yeah, definitely. I think the general kind of rule, as even Blake pointed out before, was that it happens in page you know, 30, mm-hmm. right when it comes out, which is pretty much your second act already. But I think even with, um, and this isn't just um, limited to movies, but I think even with novels, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and maybe particularly with novels, uh, because they have more leeway to play around with that, um, is that the B story can come out as early as the first act, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because it's, again, you're introducing right away the right. theme. And especially if it is played out particularly with one character, I think right. there's nothing wrong with coming up with them as early as the as the first act. Right. And even in movies nowadays, especially if something like you know some whether it's kind of not necessarily romantic comedy, but more of the true love story, mm-hmm. wherein the love interest is introduced early right. on, and a lot of them, you know, they get we see them as early as the first act. Right. Right. And they become the B story. Right. Right. So there is, you know, I think it, it's okay to have that B story come in before you yeah. break into two, as long as we understand why. Yeah, and and again, going back to every story is different, and yeah. so you have to know kind of what your story needs. Yeah. I think sometimes you have to set up those characters in the first act yeah. before they can actually kind of get into the meat of playing out the theme in the second act, right? Like, yeah. sometimes we need context to understand what's going to happen. Yeah, and very true. Yeah, so very, those, very true. those characters can be introduced sometimes you have to set up the situation that they're going to find themselves in. So all of that has to be set up in the first act so that we can actually appreciate and understand what's going on in the second act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly right. I think it's something you just don't want to introduce somebody so early on. Right. right, But they're not paying it off and leaving your audience kind of like, okay, why did we have to meet that person so early on and kind of nothing really happens. Right. Right. So it is important to know, again, if, if, if this person's going to be Specifically, a B story, mm-hmm. a main B story character, mm-hmm. and you want, and it's okay to introduce them early on. Right. But then it, it is like you just said, you know, it's a way for us to sort of get to know them first before we really realize why they're there. Right. Yeah, I think one of the dangers of introducing someone too early, before you need them, really, is the the first act is doing so much to focus you on the main story. So yeah. if you if you introduce a B story character kind of unnecessarily in the first yeah. act, then all that does is pull us away from the focus of the story. So yeah. that's the balance, I guess, that you're finding is like, what do I, what do I absolutely need to show people um, in the first act? And I guess that's kind of the trick of screenwriting, right? Yeah. It's like exactly. giving people the information that they need when they need yeah. it, and not before. Yeah, so, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That, that, that's that's very true. Yeah. You know, but you know, think of I'm, I'm just thinking of one example right now, which is although it doesn't happen that way, but this is one of my you know, favorite examples of a B story is in um, Midnight in Paris, mm-hmm. right? Which is for me, it was it was the Marion Cotillard character right. who Owen Wilson falls in love with, but she's introduced in the second act, right? Right? Uh, why? Because I think it, again, as she just said, I think she was introduced perfectly, mm-hmm. right, at the right time when we needed to be introduced to her. Because again, for those who have seen Midnight in Paris, it's really about this guy Owen Wilson, right? His name, his character's name, Gil, mm-hmm. right? He wishes he lives. He lived back in Paris in 1920s, like that was his perfect world, right? Right. Um, and and clearly, once we get into the second act, when it happens for him, 
Right. We're back, you know, in the, in the past. Right. Right. Uh, and we meet Marion Cotillard, who becomes his B story because she's the one who helps him really learn that lesson, mm-hmm. which is so nicely put when we get to that dark night of the soul moment mm-hmm. where she says, you know, they're able to go back in time again, mm-hmm. which is like the 1890s or something like that, and she wants to stay. And that's the moment Owen Wilson realizes that he's really just running away mm-hmm. from his painful present. Right. right, and that's that. That becomes the lesson he needs to learn. Right. right, but she's the one. Although we kind of see that love story play out between the two of them, right. she's the one who ultimately teaches him that that lesson. Right, yeah, she shows it to him because she's doing it also. Right? Yeah, exactly. She's, she wants to run away. Yeah, into her exactly. Past. Yeah, I think that's what made it even better because right. now we realize how she's just really mimicking right. what he's doing himself. Right. Right. Right? And that's why he thought he was falling in love with her because, oh, we have the same goals. But right. really, it's those painful goals right. we're both going after. Interesting. Yeah, that's a good example. Yeah. Um, just to give you an alternate example. Sure, sure. Uh, if we look at um, Back to the Future, okay. that, I think the B story there is Marty helping his dad and his mom get back together, yeah. or get together in, yeah. in the past, yeah. right? <laughs> um, that's where the theme is played out. Uh, but we have to meet those characters in the first act. Otherwise, we'll have no idea. We won't be able to understand, really, the importance of that B story when yeah. it happens in the second act, right? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, so, I think that's a great example of seeing the B story play out in the first act. Yeah, we, see, we have to meet those characters and understand what their present-day situation is uh, and who they became, sort of, yeah. as adults yeah. in order to understand the importance of yeah. Marty helping them get together for his future, yeah, and also um, for his dad's own sort of internal growth and everything, he's helping his dad learn that lesson in the past. Yeah, so. it's funny because it's it's you know, he's teaching his dad the lesson, right? Which we find out, or which we really know, it's his dad. It's that same lesson his dad will be teaching him, right? Right. right. It's later. the same lesson he has to learn. He's yeah. teaching his dad so that he yeah. can learn it in the future, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I like all those layers. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, those are two good examples. Any other, any final words on the B story? Well, I think it's really just, you know, for writers, really, you just have to remember that the B story is really an opportunity for you to play out the theme. Right. And that's what it's there for. Mm-hmm. Right. And I always tell, you know, writers is that when you're writing out your scenes, doing your cards, whatever it may be, you, know, you always ask yourself, you know, is it going to be an A story scene or card mm-hmm. or a B story mm-hmm. scene? And it's, it's important to keep asking yourself that because you want to always remind yourself where are those opportunities Right. That you're, you have to play out the theme. Right. It's not just yeah. you want to, but you have to play it out. Right, right. That's a good point. Good final words. All right. All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll, we'll talk about another topic next time. All right. <laughs> Thanks so much. Thanks, everybody, for listening again. Thanks.